Welcome to the 18th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. My name is Tim Hayes, and I'm in Gainesville, Florida. You can find me on Twitter at the Super Rookie, joined by the little guy Matt Allen at Little Guy Matt, who's in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Spencer Howe at Spencer Howe H A U G H in Boston, Massachusetts. Gentlemen, 18 weeks of this, but we finally got to the goodness of the Tour de France, going through mm. the mountains. And all types of things since Goodness. the last episode. We had five boring stages. Well, four boring stages, then cobbles, and then a bunch of carnage, and lots of yeah. exciting things. What was the? What's the top thing you want to talk about, little guy? Oh man, I mean, obviously Contador being out. No, pretty you're big not gonna thing. go with. You're not gonna go with all the French cyclists tearing it up. I, I that's obviously big, but the Contador being out. I mean, this, how often is there a tour where the the one and two favorites are gone? And then, but I still think Nibali would be crushing him. He's just that good right now. Wait, so. one and two favorites gone. Uh, Remember Froome? Remember Chris Froome? Have you forgotten Chris about Froome? Valverde? Valverde is not the was never the number one or the number two, you know, in the packing order ever in anyone's mind for this tour. So Contador, unless they were out. crazy, unless they were crazy, because <laughs> yes. Valverde always has a bad day. Every tour he's ever done. I mean, what does he finish second in the Volta? That's as much as he's ever done, right? Yeah. So yeah. So second. So Contador's out. That was the big news. Of course, how he disappeared. Everyone's talked about the the cracked bike, or maybe not a cracked bike. The one thing I do want to point out is that it's pretty much been proven that it was the Belkin team car, and like just they got tangled on the rack. But it did take a while for Belkin to like show the picture of the bike on their windshield like all why was there even a picture though (laughs) like this is this is what's amazing about technology these days like uh, the rumor just spreads around the world immediately and then we have to like there's actually a picture that exists of the bike like it blows my mind like both sides of that story it's crazy i can't believe how fast that story spread i mean i know a lot of it had to do with the reporting on most mostly the had to do with with you and and <laughs> your Facebook page and uh, your Twitter blowing it up. I think it was pretty much to blame single-handedly. Well, I was just yeah. saying I was going off of what Phil Liggett had said. You know, oh, and that's I, I did see plan. I did see he is a reliable source of information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, he is I, pretty much the gold standard. Yeah, I did see that they apologized. Uh, NBC Sports did apologize to Specialized for re- not reporting the facts. But as uh, I believe it was Cyclosm um, pointed out, why didn't they apologize for the you know eight years of believing Lance Armstrong? Spencer, what is yeah. like the biggest takeaway for you from the Tour de France so far? Uh, the biggest takeaway for me, 
is uh, that, you know, cycling's dangerous, man. Like, man, <laughs> cobbles and broken legs and broken kneecaps and all kinds of injuries and carnage and people, you know, Talansky looking the wrong way. Man, you, there's a lot of stuff out there for people to deal with in the tour. You know, you could yeah. you could run into any Garmin rider at any time, apparently. So it's true. I, I'm surprised, Spencer, that you didn't even choose the fact that there are what four French guys in the top ten: Pierre Roland in tenth place, Perrault of AG2R in sixth, Pino of FDJ in fourth, and then of course Romain Bardret in uh, third place of AG2R. Oh. I have uh, I've been I've been a long time supporter of the French cycling. Um, you know, I don't. I don't need to toot that horn every time, but uh, you know, Italian cycling's dead, Belgian cycling's dead, Spanish cycling never, never really was. Um, French cycling—it's the new—it's the new thing, you know. Well, I, I, I am. Italian's impressed. dead, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. I, I have been liking the tour because I liked the Tony Martin show for those two days yeah. when he was uh, two, and I liked how Kiwatkowski went out on the attack. Like he was actually trying things. Like that may be my favorite part about this tour is that it's not as formulaic as some of the other tours that we've seen, where no one's like everyone's waiting to attack. Where this time we're actually seeing people roll the dice, and it may not work, but but something yeah. is happening. Um, yeah. And the, the big one there was uh, Kiewitkowski and Tony Martin going off the attack um, early, and now we've seen Nibali just throwing down. Uh, great, great tour to France. Of course, this takes us to our Velo Games Fantasy Cycling League. Uh, we have quite the race at the top. Separated by only 30 points is uh, Dots Boys and then the quick release of Paul Messel. Um, they are both tearing it up. Sadly, Spencer Howe is in sixth place with Fignon Aerodynamics. Little guy, you are in eighth place uh, with yes. Kobo <laughs> Rules, and I have slipped to 12th place. Um, but I will say oh. that... That the three That's of weird, us, Tim. The three of us have been doing really well um, because we followed the don't pick um, Froome. Yeah. Or yeah, that was the uh, that was the <laughs> the one rule to the uh, to the game. I did pick Contador though, um, so I'd like to point out that you know with with Contador gone, I'm still kicking you guys' butts. Well, I well, have... I, I picked the Falu brothers, so I mean, right there, that's that. I know. I was looking at that, and I was like, man, if little guy would have, you know, made any other choice, he'd be totally winning right now. <laughs> I, I, but I, I, I relied on your, you know, your love of French sprinters, or, you know, non-love of any other sprinters. That, yeah, uh... I just hate sprinters, so I just have yeah. to pick the the <laughs> least mean... likely sprinter to make me feel because they're actually not a sprinter. Yeah. I am interested to see in the long run how much it comes down to the final placing points, right? Because right now, like, for instance, um, some of these teams have both Peter Sagan and uh, Kittle or mm-hmm. Peter yeah. Sagan and, you know, some other sprinter, but they're not going to place very high in the overall, whereas if you have a bunch of top 10 riders, you're going to start cashing in. But yeah. it looks like if you win a stage, I mean, you're up there pretty high. Like you're, that's like the equivalent of getting 10th place, I think, in the for the overall. So, the um, yeah. you know, it's definitely weighted towards the sprinters a little bit. But you know, we're getting there. Uh, I am uh, pretty excited with uh, with how it's going. Thanks for everyone that has been playing. Um, but yeah, you can follow along at the Slow Ride Podcast Super League. So, gentlemen, with the Tour de France entering its last rest day today. We have some big stages coming up, but namely the big question is we have that individual time trial. 
Will TJ Van Garderen find himself on the podium at this year's Tour de France? Uh, he might. He's only I think, in, I think uh, it's pretty likely. I don't know. Minute, you know, you know, it's going to be out. tough. He's a minute ten out, but you know, Valverde's been become a better and better time traveler through the years. Pino's getting better. I think your AG2R love child <laughs> Bardet is going to lose a lot of time in the time trial. He's going to well, lose a lot of time. But uh, Pernard too is is only what like a minute behind Van Garderen, yeah. and yeah. he's. He's he's really good time trialist, and he's obviously got really good legs right now. So um, I think we could see an old French man on the podium. That's my hope. <laughs> I, I, I'm very excited for uh, for what we've got going on with the uh, tour. Um, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. Do you have any ideas on uh, Van Garder and Spencer? Uh, no, I mean it looks he looks pretty good. I mean you know he spent uh, he spent a lot of time working for Cadell, so I figure he uh, he knows you know how to how to get through a Grand Tour, and uh, yeah, he'll put up a good time trial. He just needs to not crack uh, and have a bad day in any of these Pyrenees stages. But uh, yeah, I don't see that happening. But I don't know. I think the French. I think that the fight amongst the French is gonna damage him more than it damages them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're gonna right. be fighting each other and. He's not going to know who to follow, and he's going to have to kind of follow everything. How are the French going to fight each other? Aren't they both just going to quit before it starts? Oh, I don't know if you know, but the French have a long history of, like, really being really aggressive and, uh, you know, attacking a lot and, uh, you know, just really dominating, um, (laughs) you know, throughout, throughout history, yeah. So I, it is amazing that a French team is currently leading the team classification. Uh, everyone's favorite yeah. AG2R team, the Brown Squad, has a 12-minute yeah. lead over at Belkin and 40 minutes on Team Sky. So AG2R might take the final podium in Paris, and that would be very, well, that would be very impressive. Now, is you, the entire you, AG2R you're... team French? No. Well, so there you go. But... No. Uh... Um, it, you touched upon one of my tactics for the Velo Games, which has not been panning out for me. Was I? I was sure that the Belkin team would be winning, <laughs> which would gave me very sure every single day, because uh, I have three of them on my team. But uh, they'll, I have yeah. faith they'll come through in the end. Just think if uh, AG Two R had uh, Betancourt there too. I mean, they would they would actually have a pretty legit team. Yeah, They'd all, I mean, they'd have five guys, six guys in the top ten wow. just themselves. If so, they if they had Beck, Betancourt and Posavio, they wouldn't be because they'd have nobody yeah. to work for the leaders. It's <laughs> true. Ben. They'd be they'd be a disaster. As it is now, they're they're you know they're working really well together. They're putting in attacks on the descents. Like that was amazing the other day, trying to put Pino on the ropes. You know, before mm-hmm. the last climb. Yeah, it's exciting. You know what else is impressive about this tour is that uh, Kofidis is not the worst French team. <laughs> yeah, it's a Brentonet. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah. they're they're second worst, and they've got to be really I stoked about that. I think I think Confidence is still the worst team because technically <laughs> they should be much better than the the Breton Shaw Environmental or whatever. They, I mean, they're they should be better. I'm sure their budget is still like nine times as much as that team. You know, it's it's. Uh, it's kind of right. pathetic that Confidence can't do anything. So we're, well, we're... they've been in some moves. They had the King of the Mountains jersey for a day. Yeah, and that guy was. They're that fringing guy, it up. That guy rode. 
he rode really well over the cobbles, put in like a top ten, which was really impressive. But then, other than that, what have they done? All right, gentlemen. Nothing. So they got their TV time. They're done. So with the tour, <laughs> done. with the tour wrapping up this week, let's do a quick rapid fire um, question. I'll ask the questions. You tell me the answer. Will Cheng Ji be the first Chinese rider to ever finish the Tour de France, and as a result, also take the Lantern Rouge? No. You don't think I he'll think finish? He'll, I think no. I think I think the. I just think he's gonna get pulled in this last week. It's a brutal last week, man. Yeah. What do you think, Spencer? Was he gonna finish? Uh, it is. It is a tough last week. Um, I got a little faith though. I think I think he might pull through. I think right, he well, can do it. Well, see, I, I'm hoping. I, I I have the feeling that the UCI and ACO have an agreement that that he's gonna get to continue on. They seem a little bit more lenient this year. The uh, tour, extending time cuts and whatnot. That's true. As long as he gets into the ambulance for a couple minutes, they'll let him go, like Mercado <laughs> or Mercado or something. Um, next question is: Who is going to win on the Champs Elysees? Uh, Bryce Flew or is it Roman Flew? Whichever one is the sprinter. Really? <laughs> who do you think? That's gonna... the worst thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Uh, I my my brain says Kittle will win. Uh, yeah. My heart, my heart of hearts, says Andre Demar will win in the French national champions jersey on the Champs Elysees. Oh wow! He's he's got he's got dysentery. Beautiful. Right now. Not gonna what be about, good. Doesn't doesn't matter. He can I, power through. You don't think the Norwegian Christoph is gonna make a, a third yeah. take? A he third is coming win? good, huh? Will Peter Sagan uh, win? Uh, will Peter Sagan win a stage at this year's Tour de France? I don't think so. I don't think so either. All right. Yeah. Did He's you guys be... see that great interview he gave the other day, though? And I don't know, like two, three days ago, one of the NBC sports guys interviewed him after the stage and was like, "What is it going to take for you to win a stage?" And he's like, "He's like, ah, who cares? A, a second is great. A lot of people would like second. What do you mean problem?" And the guy's like, "Well, seriously, it seems like it's hard to get second all the time." And he's like, "Everyone would love to get second." <laughs> <laughs> nice. He was obviously really pissed about the questions. It was hilarious. Yeah. I think he just doesn't have the power of the green goatee this year. Oh God! Thank Man. God. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Wait, on the another Sagan point. I just kind of bring this up. Did you see the shirt, the Sagan shirt, the blue shirt with his face made out of flowers? That the 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 Cannondale um like their whatever whoever is their sponsor like for casual clothes has this Sagan shirt. It's like ninety five bucks. It's a polo shirt. It's like baby blue. And it's got Sagan's face made out of flowers, and it's amazing. How long did the shipping take for it to get to you? (laughs) I don't have it. It's $95. But if Mm. every one of our listeners donated 50 cents, I could have the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I will put out a Kickstarter for you. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get that Kickstarter up there for you. So, um, and final question, gentlemen, and then we will move on. Will my man, Heimar Zubeldia, crack the top 10? He is only... One minute and twelve seconds out. Uh, uh, even if he does, would anybody know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we'll be I, back. I, I, yeah, we'll be back with the uh, some best and worst of the week in cycling.
Monday, July 21st. We're back with the best and worst of the week in cycling. I want to immediately start this off, and I'm sorry, Spencer, I'm going to totally steal your thunder, but the best thing of the week was uh, the vine that you put up on Twitter of the Frenchman getting <laughs> off his bike as he's climbing up the side of the mountain and walks into a, uh, um, a fan's camper, presumably to go to the bathroom. Oh, not presumably. <laughs> it is. It is documented. I believe it's been he, confirmed. He had some some explosive uh, issues. <laughs> so, so how would and, you? And and in this beautiful beautiful age of technology, we have it on video. <laughs> I mean, the, like you think about like the the process of this. Like, I mean, usually when you go camping with a camper with a bunch of people, you kind of have a rule, like right, like no one takes a dump in the the RV or like on the bus. And then all of a sudden, a pro bike racer comes by. Oh man, I just got to use your bathroom. Oh, I don't think he asked. I think he just <laughs> went in. It's <laughs> <He was> like, <laughs> don't slow me down, or it's gonna be elsewhere in your camper that you're not gonna be happy about. I, uh, I heard he asked very politely. That's oh, what I'm sure I heard. he did. Very... The French well, are very polite. It's yeah. just, it, yeah. One thing that's historically been proven is that the French are very polite people, and they, you know, they tend to be very friendly and outgoing <laughs> yes that's right now who was it who was the the this was yeah. andre demar the uh, french national champion uh, top sprinter he... in the game right now but it didn't look like he was getting into a <laughs> french colored uh rv it looked like it had a bunch of uh like dutch flags around it so like oh. reverse 10 damage. so so there's some <laughs> uh, yeah there's leave some uh some unresolved questions then about uh you know how he left the state of their restroom. <laughs> so, uh, little guy, what's your uh, best of the week? My best of the week is is the the bargain that the Schlecks are going to be at the end of the season. And they're going to get on some cut rate French team for like twenty dollars and <laughs> and form a super team out of washed up riders. It's gonna it's gonna be beautiful. Is it is it going to be called? I'm looking for. It. <laughs> is it going to be called Trek Factory Cycling? <laughs> no. I'm hoping I'm hoping that the Schlecks end up on like some like weird second division team that we've never heard of. Like the worst second division team that doesn't even try to like get involved <laughs> in stuff is gonna be like, This is our way to do it. And yeah. and, and they're gonna get the Schlecks. They're gonna get some other washed up riders, like I'm hoping Kobo. They'll get Kobo. And then um just some other guys who've never fulfilled their potential. And They'll form a super team of washed-up uh, old doping has-beens, and and poor Andy maybe will start training. All right, I, I do like you, this. We're, we're think... gonna have to visit this one, I think, a little bit later. Yeah. Do you think uh, if if Andy got the offer and Frank didn't, do you think do you think Andy would go? No, I don't think so. They think they're joined they at the hip. They they have to go everywhere together. I mean, right now Frank doesn't know what to do, even though he's in 14th place at the tour. He's just like, you know, he's just sad about that. He's like, I'm 14 and a half minutes down. He doesn't know what to do. He, he but, probably um, has to call Andy mid-stage every time. So ask let's. Him what uh, to do. do you have a uh, best of the week, Spencer? Um, I have a I have a couple. Um, <clears throat> so. Speaking of calling uh, mid-race, you know, calling Andy mid-race, um, did you guys see the Luca Paolini uh, shooting photos and, and tweeting and stuff from uh, from his phone in the bike race? In the Tour <laughs> no, of France? but I'm not surprised. That's awesome. So there's a photo of him, I think, uh, you know, floating around of, of him just looking at his phone while he's riding in the Tour. Yeah, with and, his uh, beard, the Katusha. Right. Yeah. 
and then but uh, the best thing that happened was uh, uh, Felipe Pizzato, uh retweeted it he photoshopped the photo so he, he had Luca you know the shot of Luca on one side of the screen and then split screen on the other side he had a close up of an iPhone and he had photoshopped a, a photo <laughs> of him like shirtless <laughs> on it as if Luca Paulini was looking at Filippo Pizzato, uh, you know, scantily clad on his phone during the tour. Oh, it was amazing. It was a it was a pretty sick burn. And uh, if you guys good. don't follow both Luca Paulini and Filippo Pizzato on Twitter, you really should because uh, they're they're buddies and they jab each other all the time, and it's it's pretty entertaining. So uh, we'll we'll get that picture up on the uh, the website um, today. That's pretty good. Uh, I know you have another one. I. I... You know, gentlemen, I can't believe I forgot to uh, mention this. That my best of the week is that I no longer have to drive the Nissan Versa around. Yeah, yeah. How's that clutch? Does it smell weird yet? <laughs> so I got smoking. This new, I got this new Mini Cooper S, right? And uh, through through the new job, and because of that, it's a. Uh, you know, I had to learn how to drive. Well, I didn't. I had to learn how to drive the stick all over again. And and I called you guys up on Bluetooth, both of you. Yep, the little that guy was terrible. really just. Little guy was just disappointed I was on Bluetooth. Spencer was at least willing to work with it, and uh, both of you asked within 30 seconds of if the clutch was smelling yet. <laughs> like, so. And and you kind of uh, you know avoided the question. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. So, so the clutch is not smelling yet. I have yet to stall the car, but that may have to do with Florida being so flat that the overpass is the only. Um, mm. uh, that's that true. So you can't run into a hill. And we'll be right back with the uh, one good question for the week of cycling brought to you by The Little Guy. Well, I can't disagree. The streets say he's too wild and free. He's no more wild than me. All right, we're back. Little guy. Earlier, you talked about washed-up racers when you talked about Andy Schleck and his new contract and where he was going to go. So you had a uh, question that you uh, brought to both Spencer and myself over email for this week. So what is it? Well, I, um, just, I'd like the Schlecks to be on this washed-up team, and I'd like Kobo uh, to be on the team. But other than that, I'm ha- I, I haven't been able to put the whole team together. I was wondering if you guys could maybe uh, help me out bring me bring me some ideas i could start yes. pitching them ten dollar contracts well there's a couple of things that i need to know before i've got a couple of uh riders in mind but i want to okay. make sure that i understand the caveat do you have a sponsor yet for this team yeah we got uh number two pencils number, number two so pencils. like okay so number two pencils um yep. so is it a like a yellow kit with black stripes kind of like a sunyar duval type kit um that you know, is it a Spanish-based team? Does the I, color I mat the color matters? Is there a rider it, it you're does. not going to take? Because on on skin tone, on complexion, on yes. like whether or not they're an earth tone. Um, I was thinking it would be uh, maybe like a greenish kit, green and yellow, and then maybe some uh, pencils sticking out of the back pockets. Okay, so I would instantly on this team have to add uh, Zubeldia. Yeah, um, I think that. Zubeldia would bring a lot to Andy Schleck. I think that those two combined with Frank Schleck would 
would um, make a good would, team. I don't know if Kobo would be able to hang. form exactly the same team that they are now currently. Yeah, <laughs> well, you need you need to have them. Um, but the consistency. The other one that I, I do want to add to this team is definitely going to be Christopher Horner. Yeah, um, obviously because he's going to be out of a contract. Horner yeah. needs to be on this team as well. So so yeah. right there we've got a, a quality team of five. Well, guys you, you, you know what you need. Get for a thousand. You need four. You need it's a, four. We got to wait, wait, wait. We got to count. We got to count. That's four. No, you've got both front Schlecks. Oh yeah, we Shibeldia. got Kobo. God, everyone yep. forgets about Kobo, even me. Even... <laughs> All right, so Spencer, what were you saying? You need a Grand Tour contender. You need the guy who's who's going to be the team leader. You okay. need a winner. You need a proven winner who has yep. won the Tour de France before. Yep. You need Oscar Pereiro. Ooh, Oscar Ooh, Pereiro. Out of retirement. I don't think we can get a guy out of retirement. We can only get so. people that are on the doorstep of retirement. I don't and know. I think he'd come back. I don't think he was I happy think, the way he left. I think Pereira, wasn't he going to try his hand at being a goalie? Maybe. I believe okay. that was Well, the then story. as a backup for Pereira, if he's unavailable, maybe Ivan Basso. Ooh. Yeah. That's Ooh, good. Basso would be really good. Basso would be good. Good. I so was thinking, a... <laughs> I was also thinking Nocentini because he has been nothing to me but a disappointment his entire career. <laughs> so, so if you're going that route, um, Nocentini. I mean, I think that you need to bring a little South American flavor to this team. Oh, uh, yeah. Very important. Uh, you need a mountain goat. You need a guy that has stood on the podium at a um, very tough Grand Tour stage, a guy that really knows how to dig down deep. And, of course, mm-hmm. none other than Jose Rujano, mm-hmm. um, who once scored a second place in the in the Giro uh, mm-hmm. and brought, you know, brought fame and fortune to uh to himself for about a year before he mysteriously disappeared and was yeah. never around for the doping controls well yeah uh, he'll be good because he'll disappear mid-race and no one will know where he goes and everybody <laughs> will everybody because everybody will be paying attention to watching andy drop out like he does every race so it'll so, be it'll be two different ways to abandon hmm. every single race then that will be something the team really needs i think i, I kind of like this uh team going up. we need so, we need a terrible sprinter I was just about to say we need a sprinter, so I was gonna go with like a guy like Jimmy Casper, but um, I have not seen him in a long time, so I because he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so who do you go with for a... oh Daniello Hondo? Is he still racing? He mm. he is retiring at the end of the year. You know what's funny about this is we are almost fully naming riders who have been are either currently on Trek Factory racing or have been on <laughs> Trek Factory racing in the last yeah. Couple might years. as well pick they seem to be retirement home. <laughs> And we haven't even met mentioned the the granddaddy of the retirement home for Trek Factory Racing. <laughs> yes, but maybe we can just make a play to take over that team. I mean, it might just be easier to just just get them all on the team and just maybe fire the young people okay. under okay. thirty five, other than Andy. And then sorry, sorry, Manny Bush, you're out of a job. So what kind of yeah. um? Too much hope. What kind of team car are you thinking for this uh, washed up uh, <laughs> team? I mean, you can't have a new car. Like, you you can't go the way that's <laughs> Like Sky has their new Jaguar that's going to be following their their team yeah. leaders. Yeah, it's yeah, It's going to be yeah. horrible for a mechanic trying to jump out of that thing. Yeah, it looks so good though. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you yeah know, well, like a sob. This is like, easy. <laughs> you need a Pontiac. What? <laughs> you need Why a Pontiac, like... and it's in, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be Aztec. Ooh, the Pontiac Aztec. It's got to be an Aztec. Yeah. Oh, we we'll look at it. With, it can with... hold a whole lot of stuff, and it would be yeah. the most you know difficult to get anything out of it would be a pain 
and when they need to pull over to the side of the road to take a uh, you know a medical treatment, they have a um, a tent that attaches yeah. to the back of the uh, the car. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's where the riders will be sleeping on this team. It's not the budget is slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I I kind of kind of like in this team. Um, I think it, we can get. Uh, you think we can pull uh, Richard uh, Varank out of uh, his commentary oh. job to kind of run the team? God, I so, hope so. Is that would really wanna... add some credibility to the team? <laughs> yeah. Can we you mention know, Levi, that I think, I think Levi's should be looking for a job, a job. I do want to talk about uh, the commentary that you've brought it up. Um, I know we've mentioned it, but who's the gentleman that does the talking on Eurosport? The uh, the play by play guy. Carlton uh, Kirby or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Whatever his name is. He's amazing. He's good. He's so he's good. good. His sprint is great. Uh, his sprint call is fantastic. He knows the riders. It's a great conversation with Sean Kelly. I really enjoy those guys, and they need full credit. Um, do. And anybody that's watching the NBC Sports Network coverage versus the Eurosport, um, you, you are missing out. Now, it's nice having broadcast television, and I watch it. Um, every night, because I like uh, listening to Christian Vandeveld give his expert commentary, and same with Bob Roll. But that yeah. Eurosport coverage during the day for when it's live is entertaining, um, and it, I think it's pretty good. It is, it is really good. I think on the flip side of that, uh, guys like Veronk, who are who are commentating for French TV, should be, you know, get their kneecaps busted and kicked to the curb because he's a useless guy. Yeah. Is he pretty? Is he pretty bad? I do like that. I, no, I don't actually well, know how he his just commentary is. Yeah, but he just should be gone. I just, I just every time he's mentioned, like he's mentioned in all these these articles on cycling news in the last few days, like Richard Veronk and commenting on uh, the French climbers and them coming back now. It's like, I mean, really, could there be a worse person to talk to about about a new generation coming up? He's like, yes, that's right. I ruined the, an entire generation by cheating a lot and and uh, lying and crying on TV. You know. But yet I still have a job. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear you. I'm wondering. Uh, do you have anything else to add, guys? No, I don't know. I just think all of these 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 unremorseful jerks should go away. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a uh, an interesting. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if we on. could uh, get them all out of the way, then then little guys, you know, heartthrob uh, would be the eight-time winner of the tour. Christoph Morel. Oh, Christoph Morel. <laughs> well, I'm sure as dirty as the rest of them. <laughs> so, so no. I guess. All right. Well, well, little little guy. Um, yeah. I'm sorry that you just don't believe. Yeah. You I don't know. believe in miracles. I know. I don't believe in miracles. And with that, we have come to an end on the 18th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. 298 downloads last week. Thanks to each and every one of you. And, uh, you can always check our website, theslowridepodcast.com, where we have all the links and features about what we talked today. Also, follow us on iTunes or Stitcher. Leave a review. It helps our ranking. And maybe someday we will become rich and famous.